You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome one, welcome all. It is the NFC East Mixtape, the greatest crossover presented to you in the history of all crossovers. You can hear us on the Blog of the Boys podcast network, SB Nation's home for Dallas Cowboys content, uh, the Bleeding Green Nation podcast network, SB Nation's home for Philadelphia Eagles content, Hogs Haven, where you can get Washington Commanders content, or Big Blue View, where you can get New York Giants content. We are truly unique, and you can hear us in each of these four specific places. I say we. I am Arjo Ochoa from Blog of the Boys. He is Brandon Lee Gowton from Bleeding Green Nation. You can also see our beautiful faces on the Bleeding Green Nation or Blog of the Boys YouTube channels. Brandon, it's going to be a fun week for us. RJ, what song is stuck in your head right now? Oh, um, I actually um, think you're going to hate my answer. I really don't want to give you the answer, actually. Let's hear it. Well, That's my the point dog, of the podcast, like talking about things. Um, so there is a um, an effect... Um, so I've been talking a lot about TikTok and Instagram reels, uh, in our like work environments and uh, <laughs> I've been like putting an emphasis on those things. And, um, so there's a really popular sound effect right now on TikTok. People use the song Angel Eyes by ABBA. You ever heard this song before? I mean, maybe, but I can't think of it. Uh, it's really old, but it's like a, a mixed version. It's kind of like faster. It sounds kind of like Alvin and the Chipmunks singing it, um, <laughs> and you, you, you uh, did you see Chippendales, right? Uh, but the effect is, or the like the trend is um, you thinking about something that has happened a long time ago that you need to let go already. Uh, the last one I actually saw was a guy in a Dolphins jersey and the sound effect was on and, and like the caption said, why are you still thinking about a random running back? It's been five years already. And then it cut to highlights of Jay Ajayi. Uh, so like that's the whole thing. So that song is stuck in my head from that uh, that trending effect. So that's my answer. For me, it is also a remix. Funny enough, it is the Stranger Three Things uh, season four trailer music for some reason. Uh, oh, I think I was listening to, um, you know, the Kate Bush song. I'm not going to spoil the show. Obviously, if there's a Kate Bush song uh, involved in season four. It's the one where, um, you know, it's it's a key part of the I'm not going to get I'm not going to I don't want to spoil it, but it's a key part. You definitely would recognize it if you heard it, RJ. Uh, but anyway, I came up with like related songs and the uh, the trailer music, which is uh, a remix of Journey's um, Separate Ways. And it's like really epic. It's great. I've been listening to it all day. It's such a good, like, you can listen to the remix and, like, just know this was built for a trailer just because of, like, the dramatic uh, music. I wish it could be the intro to this pod, honestly. I, I really like it. You very, very famously gave us the actual Stranger Things theme song last week. Can you do it again? Well, we we got DC, DMCA'd, I think, because uh, it was too close to the real thing, so um, I can't do it again. But uh, but it was a, obviously a very good impersonation. Uh, I mentioned I was re-watching season three last week. Shout out to uh, 
the incomparable Seamus. Just like, like kind of like Kobe, just one word, Seamus, uh, who told me that he rewatched all of seasons one through three in a week, which I thought was pretty incredible. Um, so I did start season four. I'm still in the very first episode. Um, as you know, they're they're kind of beefy, so they, they take a little bit of time to, to get through. Uh, but um, but so we're here to talk about the NFC East. Shockingly, um, that would not be understood if you paid attention to the first three minutes, I guess. Um, and um, it's the this- off season, baby. It We're is. off the script. So we have a, a few off script things to get to. But before we do, um, I mentioned it's an interesting week. BLG and I both have some traveling that is going to be happening over the course of the next few weeks. So we will not be able to handle any sort of breaking news. And we'll be straight up with you. Uh, so this episode, Brandon, we're recording on Tuesday, June 7th, a little bit later than we wanted to, actually. Uh, this is dropping on Wednesday the 8th. This Thursday, the 9th, we're going to record the episode for next week. And then we'll also record the following week's episode a few days early as well. So, you know, trying to make things happen because we love the NFC's mixtape listeners and, and we want to make sure that they are properly fed and, and properly taken care of. You know what I mean? I don't know if you want to tell people what, where you're going, RJ, for, but for me, uh, I need people's help here. I'm a man of the people, as everyone says, and I'm going to MLB. San Diego, uh, where the home of my Chargers, uh, once upon a time, maybe I'll, I'll see Justin Herbert when I'm there, probably not, because he's probably there not there. There would be literally no reason to see him there, right? Mm-hmm. He's just feeling really nostalgic for a team he didn't even play for, and he's going to be there. He's, just, he's like a surfer guy. I feel like he could be out there surfing. Anyway, West Coast guy. Anyway, going to go to San Diego, so if you happen to live there or have been there you have any good recommendations you can hit me up on twitter or instagram at brandon gallon i want to i want to i always you know big food guy obviously so let me know if you like any food spots but beyond that everyone says the zoo so don't just like say the mm-hmm. zoo because i've heard of that before or fish tacos because um, you're going to san diego right like fish tacos is big uh, carne asada fries are like really big there that's like the the top thing so those are all great but like obviously in and out i want to try for the first time because i've never had it you've never uh, had so. it interesting I've just never had the opportunity to. Like I've never been close to an In and Out. I've been on the West Coast before, but that was more like Pacific Northwest, um, not necessarily prime In and Out country. Or at least I, we didn't come across any when I was out there. So if you have any recommendations, I would appreciate them. Okay, well, so you're heading to San Diego. I am not. I am heading to Oklahoma. Uh, first trip with the baby. Uh, see some family. Uh, a few days trip, obviously, because uh, you got to you know, drive a long distance with a six month old. You know, just take some time. So um, I don't have any in and outs that i'll be visiting although there will be some uh, along the way there are i don't know if you know this there's several in and outs throughout texas uh so um you know it might who knows you know you never Those know are like the closest th- ones to me here on the east coast yeah really, um, yeah you never know where the open road will take you i did want to say one thing before i got to the other one thing before the actual episode um <laughs> when you were asking about songs i was going to ask you what is a song that if you think of it, you specifically think not of the song, but of like a scene from a movie or a TV show. Cause I have the right answer. Okay. And why don't you go first? So my answer is uh, the song come sail away by sticks. Um, I don't even think about the song when I hear it, mm. obviously I think about the, uh, well, I guess season, but also series finale to uh, freaks and geeks, uh, a show that you were on Seth Rogen uh, was on that show. And so um, there, the kids are at the dance. Very kind of Stranger Things vibe Freaks and Geeks had. Uh, so uh, I think of that scene when they're um, – actually, I don't know if it was the finale. I don't know. But whatever. I think of that episode. Everybody knows that's what I'm talking about. Um, so do you have a moment that you think of with a certain song? This is like a very kind of Tarantino uh, lending question because obviously, you know, there's a lot of good 
uh, pairings in his movies. I don't actually remember the song though, but whatever the one is when he's like looking for the weapons uh, in the thrift or whatever the store that was, um, and he gets like the samurai sword. That's probably one, mm. but I can't remember the song. So that kind of goes against that. Um, maybe one uh, that I do remember is the times they are changing by one Bob Dylan in Watchmen in the beginning of that movie uh, when someone is fighting the comedian. Uh, that one sticks out to me. Okay, good answer. Um, okay, so the actual one last thing to get to before um, today's show and today's subject was inspired by Brandon. Actually, the next two were uh, BLG doing some heavy lifting around here. And the last two? Right. And the uh, 50 before I, that. I said you were doing some... Uh, that's not true. Uh, but... Um, the listeners don't know that. Well, speaking of the listeners, you said that you're men of the people. We're men of the people. That could actually be the name of the show. Men of the people. Um, I want to extend just personally some heartfelt gratitude for all of the times i was tagged on twitter uh instagram and yes brandon even tiktok um during the video like i, I don't think we have to say it like the video actually there were two uh but, but you the definitely russell, have to say it the russell wilson videos there were so many people who asked please do this on the mixtape please like or like some of the best responses were like what is this? Is this is Russell Wilson doing an RGO Cho impersonation? Like th- those are some of the best. I know that they were in your mentions too. Uh, what what a what a weird phenomenon that we have inspired here on the mixtape is is this Russell Wilson kind of niche uh, level of fandom. RJ is wearing his orange shirt. We in the orange, the baby. We, we, in, we, in, we in the orange. We in the orange. I, that was the that was honestly the dumbest line to me. Like of all the things he said, what does that mean? We in the orange. Like when you're wearing your white or navy jersey, are you less in the orange? Like are, are like are you less cool? Um, just wow. But okay, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Russ is a meme. You always talk about like becoming the meme or being the meme. Russ mm-hmm. is just he's not a person. He is he's transcended human uh existence, human being existence to just being a meme. He's actually a comedian because he blends with like the meme that he needs to be at any particular moment. You know what I'm saying? Like cuz he's corporate meme, he's player meme, he's locker room meme, he's like on-field meme. He is a comedian. That is what Russell Wilson is. He so. is uh inter- interview E on the SB Nation NFL show with stats uh, meme as well. Uh, he, he does it all. Um, so I promised people that I would do the impersonation, uh, but it is a two-part um, play. What? <laughs> well, because the main video that we were – because there was the one with uh, where he was with Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. That's where he said, we in the orange, baby. Uh, got my jersey on. Like, But anyway, um, the main video was the Broncos country, let's ride. But, Brandon, the part that I'm asking you to play and that every listener's joy rides on you playing, unless you do, if you don't agree to this, then it doesn't happen, uh, is the, I don't know if it was like, you know, coordinator, director, producer, like on the other side of the camera that was like, one more time, you know, she's given him the instruction on, on what to do. So you have to fill that role and I will be Russell Wilson if you're down for this. Of course. Yeah, we can't let the listeners down. I want you to know, though, I specifically did wear this shirt for this episode because I know that we, I we know. In the orange. <laughs> okay, How could you not? Okay. I mean, we, we in the orange. So, okay. Um, you need to tell me action. And then I'm going to shoot several versions of Broncos Country. Let's ride. And then you got to like kind of just coach me through that. And then we'll land this plan together. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So why not in three, two, action. Broncos Country. Let's ride. All right. One more time. Broncos country. Let's ride. I like that one, but let's do it one more time. Broncos country. That's right. Why not one more time? It, it's 
are you, if you can give me like what what kind of what kind of energy are you looking for? Because I, I need I, I need to harness like that. Like I need one to, more you time. Be, like the fighter, I can. I need I can... one more time. Broncos country. That's right. You nailed it, Russ. You got it. You know that's the thing. I you know Russ Russ I, I he nails things. Um and, and and me, I just I'm just a piece in in the play that is Russell Wilson. You know, there's there's Russ and then there's Russell. And when the two of them come together, it is, it's like the Milky Way. Um, it's a universe and it's a universe of, of, of agony in one way, but also beauty and joy and pride. And I just, I love to live at the center of that universe. Um, in, in, in my mind, I'm, I'm always constantly harnessing how, what it means to be a champion. And I think that you can be a champion in multiple universes. I was a champion in the universe of Seattle. And now I'm a, a cha- you know, and I, I'm a champion in, in business and in, in entertainment and uh, ho- hopefully, hopefully, hopefully theater um, and, and, and film and, and television. And I'm, I'm so inspired. And so um, I don't know, you know, it's just Broncos country. That's right. It's such a crime that Russ is not in the <laughs> NFC East. Like, here's, you know, we're being robbed of even more. I mean, we're doing pretty great getting as much as content yeah, as we are out of him. We've got our fill, certainly, on Russ's content. Um, but, yeah, I um, what a time. See, like, like it, I actually think the Broncos are in on the meme, too. Like, there's no way they share that specific clip unless they're, like, you know, they're just steering into the skid at this point. Well, it's kind of awkward, too. Just like, <laughs> it was... I don't know. If I'm a Broncos fan, do I look at that and be like, yeah, I'm fired up. Russ is on the team. It's just like, oh, this is like kind of weird. And he really is cheesy, which is fine. Again, I've never I don't really realized care. how awkward the word Broncos is. Because the, the k in the middle is such like a different, it's like a harsh syllable. You know what I mean? Like the Bronc, you know, there well, was something well, not, like go Hawks ended on that. You know what I mean? Ooh. But the, the, the Bronc, it's just, it's like, it's a gross sound. It's hard to do. Shout out to the Ryder Bronx. Where that's B R O, so Broncos without the O. That's uh, the college mascot for the team of the town I grew up in in New Jersey. The o, like B O or like the multiple O's. Like they took out the the final O, so it's just oh, Bronx. Bronx. Instead of Broncos, they're just See, Bronx. I would think that Bronx would also have like a K, like B R O. No, and it's not like New York, like you know the Bronx with an X. Oh, dude, that's and you're so close there, like proximity wise, huh? interesting okay uh (laughs) i hope that lived up i was really gonna i knew it was gonna be hard to live up to people's expectations so um okay uh the actual nfc east subject today brandon tell us what it is we should just do a show one time where we're like all right we have a show for you today and then we don't (laughs) talk about it at all honestly that's kind of what this is (laughs) like on every episode um, what this is um um, people like the banter it's fine uh but anyway yeah the, the the premise the concept for this show is if you had a vial of truth serum and you were able to inject it into, and obviously, you know, it's not harming anyone. It, it's just uh, no physical pain. It's just, you're trying to get the truth. Not, not like there. the end of season three of stranger things where mm. Steve and, um, wow. Spoiler. Hey, I mean, you haven't seen season three at this point. I mean, that's on you. That's not me. Anyway. Um, yeah, so who would you kind of inject it into, and then what would you ask them is kind of the premise. And we can, you know, I don't think we need to limit ourselves necessarily to one if we have multiple good premises here, but 
and it's our podcast, so you make the rules. But I thought this would be kind of an interesting activity because don't you don't you want to do this? Like, don't you want to be yeah. able to ask some of these people just like that one question that like you you feel like you know how they would respond, but they can't because of certain you know optics that they have to maintain in public, uh, and obviously. Many times when coaches and GMs are on the podium, they can't say how they truly feel, but you like suspect or you know maybe how they feel in reality. So I would like to just be able to get the truth and get it on the record. Okay. Um, do you want me to go first? Do you go on first? This is your idea. Like, I don't want to take your thunder. Like, you know. Why don't uh, I go first then since it is no, my idea. Selfish. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And we'll start with the Eagles because why not? Uh, and wow. Is that a snore? It sounded like a different noise. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, uh, like a static Howie, Howie Roseman, uh, he, he texts me, reminds me all the time, you know, I'm, almost drafted me in 2012. You know, uh, you know guys say I'm grateful. You know, everything, everything works out for a reason. And, uh, and, and now I'm here. Yeah. Broncos country. That's right. So. And that, the biggest obvious question with the Eagles is like, is Jalen Hurts really the guy? And I want to know, and I want to, so I'm probably maybe into Jeffrey Lurie is who I'm injecting this mm. truth term into because he's ultimately the one making the decision. And he's the one who like was reportedly behind the Jalen Hurts pick, which was significant, obviously, like him being his backer. And I think obviously Lurie likes a lot of the tangibles and things about him. But at the same time, Jeffrey Lurie, under the ownership of his team, and he has basically said outright, like he is obsessed with having like an elite passing offense, an elite quarterback like, and Jalen Hurts like, has not been those things to this point and even the best version of Jalen Hurts I don't know if he looks like that so I really want to know like like to what extent he believes in them and kind of branching out into that I also want to know like how annoyed maybe Jeffrey Lurie was slash Howie Roseman because I've, I've heard I already gotten the sense that Howie Roseman was annoyed that he couldn't get a meeting with Deshaun Watson, even not necessarily saying they were definitely going to trade for him. If, if he would green light the trade to Philly, but they had the ammo for it. And, and I want to know what uh, they would have given up to get him. So kind of on Hertz and Watson is my thing. I think those are very fair questions. And I think those are more applicable to the like current state of the Eagles, which is fine. Um, I approach this exercise more from like an existential one. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, it, it, right, it's right, whatever right. scope. It doesn't have to be um, current, but I, if you so if you're like here's the thing like I actually in hindsight I think we should have limited it to a number of questions but because if you have to ask a Jalen Hurts question I don't know that I would I mean you would know better than me but I wouldn't burn it on Jeffrey Lurie I would burn it on Howie like my question about that would be like how much do you really believe in him like like again this like we're talking like truth serum if it isn't obvious like these people have to give their like you know ultimately like purely honest opinions I would love to ask Kai Roseman like wh where like where do you think Jalen Hurts ranks in the NFL. Cause like, I don't think he thinks it's that high, I, but I think, I think he's smart enough to realize the like, you know, cost, you know, benefit analysis towards like keeping him at this moment in time. But I would love to hear him, you know, frankly say, I think he's probably like the 20th best quarterback in the NFL on a good day. And, and, and we're, you know, we're, we're fine adjusting around that. We acknowledge the division we play in is not that difficult. We're still somewhat sort of rebuilding. Um, that would be my question for Howie Roseman. Like if I have to ask a Jalen Hurts specific question, but I have other questions to be clear. I would also, for not looking at current, I would also be like, "Do you regret not keeping Nick Foles?" <laughs> because I feel or like the Doug Peterson. Has... Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think they regret that one. I don't. I would be surprised if they said yes. But 
uh, definitely hurts because I'm um, definitely Foles because I don't think they do actually, especially because I mean, you look at what Nick Foles has been. Well, he's, he's with Frank Reich now. And right, if Matt Ryan right. goes down, then they're going to win right. the Super Bowl. Right. Oh. oh, it's just different when he plays in Philly is what basically everyone says. And I'm not trying to disparage Nick Foles, but like, I just don't know how you can ignore him being benched for Carter Minshew and Mitchell Trubisky and being like, well, it would have been totally different here. Like, that's a little uh, too much cognitive dissonance for me. Another one that I wrote down here, RJ, because I wrote down multiple ones, uh, was, and I guess this is for Lurie. Uh, do you feel like Nick Sirianni gives the Eagles an edge? Like, mm. And do first of all, do you even really care about that? Because it seems to me like I don't think they really care about the coach a ton, which is a weird thing to say. But I think, you know, looking at like Doug and Sirianni, I think they just want a guy basically that they can control and not necessarily be like a total puppet. But they certainly want the coach to be like very limited in scope as opposed to Chip Kelly and like and or like, you know, let's say, uh, I don't know who's like, who's another like Matt rule, like, you know, one of these coaches who like really run the show and aren't just a coach. Um, I feel like they don't really think coach matters as much as a lot of other teams do. So I want to but beyond that, even just the importance of him, I want to know what they feel like is special about Nick Sirianni. Um, and not just like, you know, oh, he's a great locker room guy, but actually, you know, like in game day and that kind of stuff. Um, or if whatever, if that's the edge, the locker room thing is the answer, then that's fine. I don't really agree with that, but that's fine. Um, because I think I, I'm not, I've really never been like, bit, like super pro Sirianni or super, or a, like really anti Sirianni. I really haven't been at any point. I kind of lean more positive than negative because I just don't think he is super important. Like ultimately in the, in the big picture here in this organization. And I don't think he is anything to like feel super strongly about. That's part of it. I, like, I don't, is- I don't. Who is better at their respective job, like relative to the field, Nick Sirianni or Jalen Hurts? I think it's I think it's close. I think it's close. I think they're like similar. I tiers. think it's Nick Sirianni. I think I think it could be Sirianni. I probably if I'm if I have to pick between the two, I'd say Sirianni. But like, I just I don't think he, I think he's fine, totally fine head coach. But I don't think he's like special or anything, and that's that mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily matter. Um, I don't know that you necessarily need a special head coach to win a Super Bowl as much as you need a special quarterback. But uh, I guess another part of this question is it's multiple questions and then a question, but like, would you go after an elite head coach if they were available? Like, let's Mm. say the Eagles are kind of like disappointing this year. Let's say they go, I don't know, eight and nine. Are they going after Sean Payton? Because they've been interested to be rumored at him in the past. Like, would they make that move? It would be Namdi Asamoa and Sean Payton. Dudes, the Cowboys wanted that the Eagles got. Same results, obviously. Um yeah, or, or like something I've thought about too, like along those lines. This is a different thing, but like, what if you know, like everybody's like, oh yeah, the Seahawks going to move on from Pete Carroll. What if Pete Carroll wants to coach? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is there nobody who would take Pete Carroll? You know what I mean? Like, oh, there's I, a I've, team. There's definitely that, a that's team. what I'm saying. Like, and I'm not like advocate for Pete Carroll, but like that would be he would be kind of like kind of Mike McCarthy ish. You know what I mean? Like in terms of like the lure, I think uh, when McCarthy was, was making his rounds. Um, yeah, that's a very good question. You have obviously the better ones when it comes to the Eagles. I have a few kind of like ones I'll blitz through. Um, Nick Sirianni, I, I mean, like now that we're here, I have to be I, I just have to like is the visor you know highlighter thing authentic or or like i i have to know you know what i mean like i can't not ask at this point in time i would love to ask jalen rager who do you blame the most like if you have like who you if you have to blame somebody who do you blame the most for the way your career has gone with the philadelphia eagles like who do you think he would say i would say like the coaching staff or something no like i need one person i want you like what single person i mean the Doug Peterson, because apparently the coaching staff 
argued to draft him and mm. he i don't know <laughs> maybe he wishes he wasn't drafted as high because i mean not actually because you make more money when you're drafted higher but just in terms of expectation i don't know if we allowed him to answer a group of people so like the coaching staff qualifies do you think that like in i'm talking seriously he would be like eagles fans but yeah possibly for sure yeah mm. ben simmons knows a thing or two i don't um, think he would be very reflective is my point i would love to ask jason kelsey how much of your outward personality is like part of the i don't want to say the bit of like playing in philadelphia but like leaning into the Okay, I'm not like saying he's inauthentic, but like how how much he of really you, isn't. Yeah, no, I know, but like how much of you is outgoing even more so because of the market you play in? You know, like because if he if he's this exact same, and again, I'm not doubting like his authenticity, but if he's this same exact person for the Jaguars or the Vikings, like it does not have the same effect. Like maybe he regresses. You know what I mean? Like and is a little bit more inward. So like how much of the place you play for like has that? riled up or accentuated or accented who you are and like the way you you know kind of operate publicly i would like to know that yeah i mean it's, it's probably part of it's like just being in the city or like being around mm -hmm. this culture and him being influenced by it him being here since what 2011 2012 now um for 10 years like you know you move to a different city you're probably going to ingratiate yourself at some level and kind of take on that culture so yeah i think that's part of it um okay uh the last one i would ask would be to uh, I guess Jeff Lurie, and it would be, how does it feel to have the Dallas Cowboys live rent-free in your mind? So that'd be my... <laughs> wow. That's really um, sad. Okay. Um, let's move on. But before we keep this these questions up, I have one for you. I just saw, Brandon, it is uh, Tuesday night, at least, it is Dollar Dog Night at Minimade Park yes. for the Houston Astros. Um, and they've asked people, could you eat nine hot dogs in yeah. nine innings? Um, Easily. Could, but like... Not even a question. But hang on. Easily. You, you, you have to eat one per inning. So you yeah. can't you can't just like load up on five and then like sit for a little while like it's, yeah. you've you think you could absolutely easily definitely how do you how do you dress your dog uh it depends I mean if it's a dollar dog like that then I'm not putting anything on it so I'm trying to get them all down oh um, dude gross like you got to have at least a ketchup or something yeah but I'm saying like if I'm trying to make sure I do it I don't want to add extra stuff like that makes it more challenging mm -hmm. um but like if we're talking about just a regular setting um not a ketchup guy uh you know either chicago shout out chicago they don't do ketchup there i really like the chicago dog to be honest i think mm -hmm. that is what like the spirit of that is what a hot dog should be because you know you just get a hot dog and maybe you put ketchup or whatever on it and it's just not enough or maybe you get two it's just not but it feels like not as fulfilling as it should be whereas the chicago dog has the pickle spear on it has the tomato has the celery salt has the sport peppers has the onions on there uh, I think there's mustard on there. It has all that, and it just works together. It's and it feels very like satisfying and fulfilling. And it's like, wow, this was like an actual meal item, as opposed to like I'm I'm still hungry. Um, okay. Um, a cheese dog is also really good, by the way. Brats are better than hot dogs. Like hot dogs in general, kind of. Meh, you know what I mean? I generally agree with that. Um, on back to your uh, West Coast uh, subject. I speaking of the Astros, I saw their first game back um, at Dodger Stadium after they won the World Series. Uh, there and I've had a Dodger dog, not that big of a deal. Like you know, mm. just you know, whatever. Um, Real Jason Bateman, you are right. Let's go to the uh, the. You commanders. know what that means. You definitely know the reference. I really don't. Um, mm -hmm. but uh, but my dog's barking in the background, so I'm a little bit distracted by that. Um, let's move to the Commanders. We'll save the Cowboys. Um, I don't know if you saw this, Brandon, 
this I'm reading a tweet from George Wallace uh, that came out on Monday. The commanders announced game themes for the upcoming year, including recognizing the hogs and the unveiling of a new mascot in week 17. We have to wait all the way until week 17 for the mascot. The team says there will be a season long fan engagement to help select the mascot. Oh, that totally went well last time. Uh, details later this summer. Other highlights include the debut of the marching band. <laughs> and revamped fight song on august 13th homecoming weekend because it's high school all of a sudden uh against the packers uh totally gonna win that game on october 30th a blackout game against the vikings on november 6th and a whiteout game against the cowboys in the finale uh so stands to reason the cowboys will be wearing navy uh that particular day my question would be to jason wright how much do you really put in like how much thought do you really put into this like because it's clearly not a lot and i i think that that he is i i don't like want to tear him down but i think he gets a lot of credit and i think by not being dan snyder you get a lot of credit um but i i I mean like i think he's really bad at this job like like all this stuff is so lame i mean and and people act like it's like an and i realize the bar is really low there um but it's just it's not great what was the name of the guy who tweeted that out again you said something uh, I moved on. I'm looking for it again, so you can have it. Uh, it uh, was George Wallace at G. Do you think Wallace. He's related WTO. to William Wallace. I don't know. Do you want to know? Okay. okay. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So that's your question. It's funny because I think we're all in a similar theme here for Washington. It's not. It's like, like why? Don't wanna... Like why? Why, why we... do you? Why are you the way you are? T- sort of thing. Right. Well, it's bigger picture, right? It's not like we're asking Ron Rivera about. Like Terry McLaurin, like who cares? Like that doesn't matter. Like that's not like that's not really a needle mover. It's more about like the the bigger picture of the franchise. Although I do want to ask Ron Rivera if I, I guess one question, and I'd be like, do you really think you're going to be the team to face Carson Wentz, and why do you think that? Like I I need him to answer that to that's me. A with great Sierra. point. Like I, it's just, it's insane. We've talked about this point like a million times. Everyone brings it up, but it's just it's crazy. It is insane how he two teams have moved on from him, and you're like, no, we got this. Like we definitely are going to make this work. Like what would, would make you think that? I would love to ask Ron Rivera. Um, and let me be very clear here that I'm talking about things that are not crimes, and and there are obviously some that are that you know this franchise is accused of. But so like of the like memeable things that have happened and because there's a lot of those too which one are you the most embarrassed by because obviously again like if, if we're like being real there are like life-altering things to be embarrassed and humiliated by when it comes to this franchise and in no way am i trying to make light of that but as far as like you know the like the benches thing fighting on the benches like stuff like that like what are you the most embarrassed by like what would the answer even be so along these lines my second of two questions i've written down for washington is for tanya snyder uh Dan oh. Snyder's wife and the question is very simple are you proud of your husband mm. I mean like I don't even know that we would have a long list of questions for Dan Snyder like if we're if we're lumping him in here because again it would just be like why it would be like like what are you ashamed of yourself like you know like that that would be my actually if, if we're really asking questions I would love to ask like how much is the NFL supporting you like how, how much are the the owners and you know Commissioner Goodell allegedly hypothetically potentially supporting you like how much how much of this are you not responsible for or as far as the cover-up or whatever is concerned um i do I think know. it's a low-key concern that like he is gonna get kicked out and that'd be really bad for really good for washington fans really bad potentially you know it's you know no guarantee a, a owner comes in and they're great but they're 
at, like they're they're going to be better than Dan Snyder, basically. Like there's a very good chance whoever buys that team and takes over, even if they're like still dumb and aren't great, they're going to be better than Dan Snyder. Yeah, I mean he's he's weighing them down like in every sense. Um, they can't anything, get worse. Is there anything? I would love to ask. I don't know who we direct this question to. Like, that's part of the mystery of this team. But like, do you regret letting Kirk Cousins walk? I know that you would laugh at that, but like, that's a legitimate question. It's like, when you look at what's happened to them. Well, I mean, it wasn't just up to them though. Like, he was. Well, okay. Leave. Do you regret the way that whole thing was handled? Like, do okay, you regret sure. not not paying him? You know, more like up front. You know, instead of letting things draw and and stretch out the way that they did to the point that they became untenable with Kirk as well. I think right. I think you, the answer has to be yes. Do you, or, and I would love to know, do you regret the RG3 trade? Like, the answer has to be yes, doesn't it? Like, was it really worth the 2012 division title? No. Mm. I mean, it's easy to say that with hindsight. I think the process of the trade wasn't terrible in terms of, like, if RG3 never gets hurt, and he did. So, you know, that's so the maybe hindsight. The, but maybe like, you regret rushing him back or letting him rush himself well, yeah, back. Yeah, I think there's a world yeah. where, yeah, he doesn't, they don't, and obviously a world where he's in a better, you know, more stable environment that, because I think his ego got out of control, too, after his rookie season. So, yeah, I think there's a world where, like, that trade looks good. Um, it, it's not, it, wasn't like a, it wasn't like a total foolish trade from the jump. Um, do you remember who um, Washington played in week one of the 2013 season that he came back for? Remember, it was like, all this, he's going to miss any time, blah, blah, coming back. Do you yeah, it was the did? Eagles. It was Chip Kelly's debut. I know. Okay, I was making sure you remember. Do you remember um, the T-shirt that RG3 was wearing? Um, was it like that- his logo, his shield thing? It wasn't, uh, but it was like part of it, it's it's ironic. I'll tell you that right now, um, especially given everything that happened. <laughs> Do I remember the shirt that RG3 was wearing nine years ago? No, I don't. Uh, well, that's your fault. Um, it said Operation Patience on it. Um, <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, what's more is he was fined $10,000 for it because this was back. Not that the NFL is loosened uniform, you know, stickling like that um but uh are being sticklers for it rather uh but they they were much worse um which is impossible to believe but they were um so they they find him ten thousand dollars but yeah his whole thing was operation patience because he was supposedly being patient in his recovery which we obviously know that he wasn't um so um i would love to ask jason Wright. i mean i want to go back to that do you regret the way you handled sean taylor's retirement like his jersey retirement like that, the answer to that has to be yes and i but i would love to know why like i would love to know what do you regret about that specifically right what would you have done differently and like how did it happen like why did all those bad like why did how did those things happen how were they allowed to happen what what was like how would you fix it if you could do it again like to make sure that those things didn't happen uh and we've talked about that before but for those people who for some reason don't know what i'm talking about it's just you know they basically they put like his family in front of like porta potties to, to pose for a picture, and there's just like a lot of messed up things. And they let people they they had like rope they had painted twenty one um on the field like on the uh, sidelines like the corners of them, and they had roped them off, but then let people stand on them, including Patrick Mahomes' brother, which led to like a whole mm. thing. That's the other thing too. Like they picked like again this goes back to like high school homecoming you pick a, a game that you think you're gonna win right like that's the whole point right like we want to like we, everyone wants to enjoy the dance and like you know have a good time so like why are you picking the packers game as homecoming this year why did you pick the chiefs game last year to like retire sean taylor's jersey like it's just dumb um so um hey it is what it is um okay you ready for the giants and we'll save the cowboys 
Well, I want to take a quick break, RJ, because I know you love me throwing the break. Exactly. When we're on I'm going to take a break. We're, we're going to take a break, but the YouTube audience is not going to understand that. So this is just for the podcast audience. We're taking a break right now. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Okay, Brandon, um, you're lying to the YouTube audience, but what did you do during the break? Well, that's the thing. This is the incentive to watch the YouTube so you don't have to worry about the break. So it's just a little, you know, it's a bonus. But, you know, you have to include all the audiences here. So during the break, I actually knitted a scarf in the middle of the Do you know summer. how to knit? For real? No, I don't. My grandma does. Shout out to my grandma. Um, shout out to your grandma. Uh, question uh, before we get back to this. Um, I'm going to be driving a lot, obviously, as mentioned. You're going to be... Uh, I imagine there's a flight involved uh, to San Diego. I will not um, be walking to San Diego or driving, yes. Well, you know, I would walk, um, is it 500 miles? 500 miles. Walk, yeah. Um, what is like the ideal road trip snack for both a flight and a car ride? So like, you're, you're, no, okay, let's focus on the flight part. So because mm. it, it can be something that you can like pack up, you know, as you're walking from like terminal to terminal. It doesn't have to be something you specifically eat on one plane ride. So I'm a big food guy, but I'm also a big anxiety guy. So I'm not like necessarily the like, – I'm fine once I get on the plane. I'm not one of these people that gets nervous about flying so much as I get nervous about TSA. Um, I would just feel like I'm going to do something wrong somehow, even though mm. I am not and I'm totally fine. I just feel some really stressed this out. Recorded once, conversation, NSA. He, he's not a threat, just so you or know. Or once I get like just the anxiety of like not being able to find my gate. Once I like get to my gate and I'm there, I'm totally fine. But I just all that stress. I I have a hard time eating because like, I'm just too focused. And also like I don't want to have to use the bathroom on the flight. I don't want to do mm. that. So I don't mm -hmm. I don't want to eat if I'm gonna eat anything because like you know it's a longer flight or you know I didn't eat at all. Just something light to to hold me over. I've I got mean, the answer for you. I've got Jesus answer. came to mind for me. Nah, it's a wrong answer. The right answer is not a pretzel, but you ever get the like cup of pretzel bites? You know what I'm talking about? Sure. They're like little like pretzel nuggets. It's it's mm. like they take they take bits of the pretzel. Like that's your answer right there, baby. You're welcome. Pretzels are good. Not opposed to it. Uh, but not the crunchy ones. A soft pretzel. Soft what pretzel about, bites. How do you like the uh, the peanut uh, the peanut butter pretzels? Like the pretzels that, are, that have peanut butter in them. I uh, like the little ones. Look, you know, like the bites, not the, like yeah. The whole, like look, they're know. fine. Okay, like. Here's Is there a good one? I actually, this is a different take that I'm kind of workshopping. I think we put peanut butter on too much stuff. I love peanut mm. butter, but like, you know, like I, I don't, I don't think the appeal of it is like amazing. Like, um, 
I said a little while ago, uh, why are you the way that you are? Like the very famous um, office line. Like I never, the, the, the office episode where they like have the pretzels, I never have got like gotten the appeal of that. Like I've never thought like, oh man, I wish I had that. Like I, I like that sounds awful to me. No, but like dressed up like that with like peanut butter and like caramel, and, like whatever. Like that sounds so terrible to me. Like that sounds messy. Like that's, well, I'm going to have yeah. to wash my hands for like five minutes after eating that thing. Like it's not. I want a savory hot pretzel too, personally. Like yeah, like I want a soft pretzel, and I wanted I want it like maybe like dipped in like cinnamon powder, like sugary powder. Mm. Like that's what I want. Yeah, people like the cinnamon sugar pretzel. To me, I just want give me the salt. Um, but you know they do other fun things like the pepperoni pretzel. I just I just need the salt. Auntie Anne's classic. You go to the mall, hot summer day. You get the pretzel. You get the uh, lemonade, icy slushy thing. Just mm. it's a it's a great time. My question for John Mara. Um, in hindsight, when should you have moved on from Eli Manning? That's so funny that you make to choose this. Uh, two of my questions have to do with like looking back. I, I did come up with one for current just because I thought it'd be like, okay, what could I possibly ask if I had to now? Um, but I have, is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Because I want him, I want Mara on that, the that, record. No, that's a that's a waste of a question. Because like this no. goes back, no, because this goes back to the old Seinfeld trope. They're like, it's not a lie if you believe it. They believe it. Like I don't you know, know if he really does. That's the I thing. Totally I think he does. But go, so I don't that's know. Okay. I, I mean, you could be right, and he might say yes anyway. But I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance that he doesn't actually believe it. And mm. and imagine if even if it's a small chance, imagine if he said it, because then that like he's, is he going in the Hall of Fame if the Giants owner or maybe he still is. And that's dumb. But I, I would just love that. I would love the optics of the Giants owner admits that Eli Manning is not a Hall of Famer. That would be great to me. I would love um, this is has nothing to do with like honesty, but I would love to like catch them with something. I would love to for them to like say like at a dinner or something and then be like. Well, so and so is not a Hall of Famer because he doesn't have this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. and then like we could like we could be like, gotcha. Yeah. Like, I would love that so much. We, uh, we do like player A, player B, and we just yeah. like list the stats. Like, and they're like, B oh, sucks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> um, and then, but then it would invariably, it would literally be like any argument online. He'd be like, yeah, well, Eli has two rings. You know, like um, he would literally like regress to that so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to ask Dave Gettleman, who do you blame the most? I know he's not affiliated with the Giants, but like it's related to the Giants. Like. Who do you think the answer is? Is it John Mayer? Is <laughs> Himself. it is it, well, <laughs> is it is it Dave Gettleman? I would love to ask Dave Gettleman who do you blame the most. Like I would love to ask Dave Gettleman who were you the most wrong on. Imagine how like how disappointing it would be for him to say. Saquon. But like like that is just that is a that is a depressing question when you really think about it. Mine is still looking back, and it's: Are you ready to admit your two Super Bowl wins were flukes, uh, especially the 2011 run? Uh, maybe phrase it in a way again so we avoid the issue of you know they might just believe they weren't um but again i feel like there's a part of them that knows especially again especially the 2011 one like the first one i think is a little less fluky uh, but the second one was just the biggest joke i uh, it's the biggest like string of luck i've ever seen maybe in the nfl i agree um i mean there's a lot of i've i've done this what if before um, I don't know if you remember December 11th of that season, 2011, the Giants were at 18, well, it was then Cowboy Stadium, um, and won because Dan Bailey's uh, field goal at the very end of the game was blocked by Jason Pierre-Paul. I don't know if you remember this. Um, and that kept the Giants' season alive, and then they beat the Cowboys in the regular season finale. Like, that 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 season, that run, 
there, there are so many moments that you can point to like it almost fell off a cliff you know what i mean like it's not just like oh well if not for that one thing like there are so many moments where it almost happened like um i uh, i tweeted about the eagles run in somewhat of a joking way last week um and had a lot of eagles fans in my mentions um but like when i think about the eagles playoff game specifically in 2017 the only real like sliding doors one like moment is julio jones at the very end of the was it the divisional round um because they like beat the tar out of the vikings in the nfc championship game and then the super bowl was just like great back and forth um so i think the giants have a little bit more fluke to them i'm with you um what do we want to ask daniel jones or saquon do you wish that you weren't drafted by this team okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's like, a good one um, that's a good one i mean it has to yes. like it, maybe it's like hey daniel jones do you wish that you hadn't gone to duke <laughs> because that like set you up th- for this whole path right now um wow the last one I have for a current Giants thing is, uh, to what extent are you concerned about Kayvon Thibodeau's red flags? Because, you know, there was stuff that came up in the pre-draft process, and maybe the answer is not at all. But I feel like there might be, you know, something, and, and maybe it's a little bit. Maybe the answer is like not much, but, yeah, we do acknowledge that. Uh, I think that's kind of an underrated thing. I think a lot of people were acting like all that stuff was BS and just other teams trying to get him to fall. And I don't really think that's the case. There might be some of that, but it, it's not like people were making stuff out of thin air to totally just trash him. Like there were some things there. There there was a reason he fell a little bit further than expected and wasn't necessarily the number one overall pick. So I would want to know about that. My last somewhat recent question or relevant current day for the Giants is how much do you really believe that you deserve to win the NFC East in 2020? You know I what I mean? Yeah, I but like, right. They, they must really believe it. Like, you know, there was a lot of faux outrage. And so I would love to know, like, how wrong. Oh, 2020, really sorry. I thought you meant this year. Right, right, oh, yeah. right. Now, 2020. Um, okay, we're ready to move on to America's team. So, to the Dallas Cowboys. Wait a minute. To... I, you went first for the Eagles. So I get to go first for the Cowboys. Like, let's play Barry the game. Jones. Okay, so uh, I, would right, love to, I would love to ask Stephen Jones. I'd, I In a weird way, I'm almost like, I almost don't want to know the answer. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's at that point. But, like. There's so many Cowboys fans who will tweet and say things like, this team doesn't care about winning. All they care about is making money. And I have, like, even as upset as I've been with them, like, I can't rationally believe that. But this offseason, they have tested that, like, emotion for me, right? Like, it's it's easier to believe that than ever. So I would love to ask them that. But, like, I, I still, like, 97% of me thinks the answer is that, like, oh, yeah, we want to win. But, like, that 3% just, like, lurks in my mind. Like, I would, I would love yep. to ask, like, how much of your attention – is devoted on the business of this organization versus the on-field success of this organization. That would be how I would phrase it. Here is the verbatim what I have written down on my prep sheet question to Jerry Jones. And it is, would you rather the Cowboys be worth double their value moving forward and win no Super Bowls or drop significantly in value and win the Super Bowl? Wow. That's a really great one. Um, I don't want to know the answer. They're worth <laughs> what, like five billion? So like doubling that is like a lot of freaking money. Like that's not like well, a small. That decision. would that would make you because they are obviously the most valuable sports franchise in the world. That would make them the most valuable by like more than a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, it would it would be the widest margin to exist. You know, in that particular competition in the history of the world. So uh, like it's not just like oh yeah Super Bowl. No, like no, like it's not. Can't as easily turn down like five billion dollars. <laughs> Um, I'm looking for it right now because I don't know the exact um quote off the top of my head. Um, 
but he was asked jerry this i'm making sure here right now um like recently like when the last year about you know the salary cap and things like that and i really don't know if you know this but he said you don't want to know the size of the check that i would write to win the super bowl and, and he said something like it would be embarrassing it would be exorbitant you know what i mean like it would be whatever this and that like okay. and pe- pe- people love to throw that quote around like uh when it's you know like i don't know when cowboy- cowboys don't sign insert player here because they wanted too much money it's like what did jerry say like, like he, he would you know um and that's why like Probably i always cheap. think it's I, I think it's hilarious every year and I, i'm not accusing you of this but like the mainstream media will be like well jerry will sign him jerry jerry will sign everybody like yeah that was true 20 years ago uh that is not who they are anymore uh that's a really good question that's the best question you've come up with i would love to ask Dak prescott how comfortable or how involved were you with the decision to move on from amari cooper right and in a weird way uh because i trust that Dak that much if he were to be like you know what it was and this is all hypothetical to be very clear but if he were to be like it was totally my idea like i wanted it like i was down for whatever i would i would immediately feel so much better about it you know what i mean but and i would in the same way feel like so much worse if he was like i had no idea like they blindsided me like it was just crazy but it's kind of like sure. you remember when the saints traded away jimmy graham and it was like drew Brees is gonna be so pissed it's like you think the saints traded away jimmy graham without consulting you know drew Brees first yeah like surprise uh, he just wakes up one morning like drew Brees like what the hell like what you know like no and so i i would love to know like his level of involvement in that i mean i don't know if you saw this story but dak um dak called jalen tolbert ahead of the draft just because there was a possibility that the cowboys might pick him and called a few different draft prospects obviously you know not everyone you know was, was selected by the cowboys but so if dak is that involved and i'm just purely speculating here but if he's that involved in the hypothetical drafting of a rookie with a top 100 pick he is seemingly therefore to like the same sort of degree involved in the departure of what has been his number one wide receiver for the bulk of his time as like this statistically successful franchise quarterback i would like the mark cooper one i think that's a good one good one by you Uh, yeah it's a great job by me i would love to know um how I, I guess i would ask jerry this or maybe i would ask jason garrett this maybe steven um how much of you really thought that jason witten was a great football player when you brought him back and how, how much of you was <laughs> how much of you was just like letting him do it because he wanted to like i would love to know that i think they when he was gone they watched the clip of him running without his helmet on they're like oh, we gotta get that guy <laughs> that guy just loves he just knows how to play football man if that game uh, had not happened in philadelphia you would hate that clip so much less just it, no it's just so it's not about a clip it's about just the reaction like, oh wow like this is like incredible like what was he supposed to like do like just stop I, like i maintain in the middle that, of the field like that's no like I've, of course he i've kept always running. said that there's, the, there's nothing to do with toughness it's just like what any player would do I've always said the coolest part about that was just to be able to see like what, what is, what his face looks like. You know what I mean? Like, sure. you can't, like that's, that it was like interesting. That's fair. Um, yeah. Right, I'm not but, writing on it for that. Cause, cause like you can't see like all of the head turns that a player makes with their helmet on, like when they're running down the field. So like, it was interesting in that sense, but you're right. Like I, I have never, even in my like, you know, youth been like, what a, what a beast. Like what he, he's unafraid. Like you're right. Like the same thing would happen to like any single uh, NFL player um but um okay um i have two well, more one of them okay, is really okay. quick Go ahead. Uh, are you are you willing to are you unwilling to play tony pollard because you gave the contract you did to Ezekiel oh, elliott dude, and i Hunter, yeah i so would that's quick it's if, just, if we're being strategic if, if the truth serum is like wearing off at this point so like we're worried about it not being accurate i would love to like phrase that question to mike mccarthy and say have you been 
prohibited? Have you been told to prioritize Ezekiel Elliott over yes. Tony Pollard? That's how I would ask the question. That's a quick one. That's just not like, you know, this is, I'm burning this one question, but I just wanted to throw it in there. Um, and the real one I have is for Mike McCarthy. It is what percentage chance do you think you're the Cowboys head coach in 2023? I mean, there's I would, no way he's like 100%. But like, I mean, I think he believes There's it's no 100%. I, I think he I believes think it. He does. I think he uh, knows the Peyton stuff. He's not like that dumb. I don't think he's dumb at all. I think he's really intelligent. Um, mm. But let's let's get I, this written down. RJ, Mike <laughs> McCarthy is smart. I think I think every like you don't make it to the NFL if you don't have some level of intelligence. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Like I don't think he's like a dunce. Um, Urban Meyer. I would love to ask like if if I'm like stirring. Okay, there's your one example. That's it's <laughs> fair. Um, I would love to ask Mike McCarthy, what is Dak Prescott better at than Aaron Rodgers? Nothing. Oh, come on. That's, yeah. Why, 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 we've, we've had such harmony. Not, like, oh, what's he better? Okay, maybe he's, he's, he's more athletic. Like, Aaron Rodgers isn't, like, that athletic. I, okay, actually, right? I would love to know, like, is Dak Prescott easier to work with than Aaron Rodgers? I think the answer is, like, obviously yes, but still, like, I would love to hear that. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, I would love to hear – I would love to ask Mike McCarthy, kind of like, you know, everybody else have asked, like, who do you blame? Who, who do you blame the most for the circus? Like you've been, you've been in two very different organizations. Like who, what, like, or maybe not who, but like, what are the problems in your, cause like, look, I understand that like not everybody believes Mike McCarthy is like a great head coach, but he's been through a lot of organizations and worked with a lot of great head coaches and a lot of stable levels of ownership, including not even a level of ownership in green Bay. And so like, I would love to ask him like, what, what are the problems that you identify with the Cowboys organization? I would love to hear that. If you could pick any owner to report to, who would you pick? Mm. that's what i'm asking mccarthy okay um do we have any questions for zeke do you want to ask zeke like do you think you're better than tony pollard because that would be a, a kind of another like he might believe it thing you know eh. i would love to ask cd did did you I, I mean i think we know the answer but like did you really want to wear number 88 or was it forced on you hmm. do you know this it was forced on like jerry want jerry had a teammate at arkansas whose yeah. last name was okay so just making sure you knew um cd wanted to wear 10 that night he was drafted he told uh one fight through the fan that he wanted to wear number 10 so would have been a bad choice 80 is way better for him i don't know man he's I, he jersey first. number analytics he's a big uh, receiver he has to wear 88 you said he's a big receiver. I think he's really small. Like I, th- I think ten looks solid on him. You know what I mean? Like, no. I mean oh, he's bigger I ha- than a usual ten. I have a, a better question or a really good question. I would love to ask Jerry Jones or Stephen Jones or even Mike McCarthy. So like the brain trust here. I would I would love to ask them. This is truth serum involved here. Did you guys really move on from LP Ladders here last year because <laughs> yeah, he was going one. to pass Jason Witten for most games played as a member of the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> I would I one. would that like because. Do you really believe that they like like in your in your not trolling mindset? Do you really believe that it's possible that that's why they moved on from him? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, How could you not? You. Yeah. I mean, it's a long snapper. Who cares? Yeah, he'd been around for at that time fourteen years. Yeah. But, poof, gone. You no. can get another one at like any time. I okay. My last one. Uh, this one's for Jerry specifically. Is the reason that you will not put up curtains? So that you can have pretty photos of your stadium, like all over the place, is that the reason? I would love to know that, because like I don't know if you like people. It's a thing now. Like uh, the other night, Kenny Chesney performed there, and they had curtains. 
Like they, they have curtains up. And so it's like they have them. They can do it. They do it for other events, but they do not do them for the like literal events that the building was designed for. What do you mean um, curtains don't get like what are you talking about? You know how the sun glare like hits at oh, AT&T Stadium yeah, and like and afternoon games and like it's always like a big crazy glare. So they ha- they do have curtains that they put up on those windows for concerts or like when they have the Final Four or whatever like mm-hmm. WrestleMania stuff like that to like create the like, you know, theater effect. Uh but Jerry has refused to address the idea of putting up curtains for those afternoon games, despite the fact that the sun clearly presents some sort of disadvantage for the team. Um, You wouldn't ask Jerry anything about uh, Jimmy Johnson? I mean, I guess. Um, I don't know if you saw Jimmy Johnson, anything about Jerry, maybe? No, I don't think that would be like, I think it'd be more revealing to ask Jerry. Um, I don't know if you saw my tweet last week. Um, I'm going to get it wrong, but Debrickashaw Ferguson, um nick mangold and i'm missing one more um we're in, oh darrell rivista uh were announced as players who will be entering the new york jets ring of honor this year cool great awesome deserving nick mangold by the way friend of the espionation nfl show um they were all drafted like their careers began at a point that it was already like embarrassingly late for jimmy johnson to not be in the Dallas Cowboys Ring of Honor. And then they all like lived out their own careers <laughs> and then retired and reached a point of enough time having passed to where the Jets were like, let's put these players in the Ring of Honor. And I was talking to Stats about this, our, our buddy. Um, and he was like, look, like the, it's the Jets. And I agree with that. Like not every team's Ring of Honor is as prestigious or illustrious as, as other teams, but the Cowboys is obviously a legit one. I know even you would admit that. But Jimmy, like... And I love the Dallas Cowboys and their Ring of Honor, but like it is nothing compared to the Hall of Fame. No Ring of Honor is right. And Jimmy has literally been deemed one of the best coaches in NFL history to the point that he's in the Hall of Fame. It's it's like I don't even have the word to describe what it is that he's not in the Ring of Honor. Like it's not embarrassing. It's not sad. It's not pathetic. Like I don't have the proper word to quantify what it is. It also is just not even real. Like obviously, like it's like, whatever. It's not. But it's like it's not this real. Like it's it's an. an it, Thin and whatever. It's like one day. It's it's like it's not like this. It's really not that big of a lift. Even if you hated him, it's like you you just have to swallow your pride for like one day, and then it's fine. I will never like you know. I I will never find it not amazing or ironic or crazy or whatever that the night the Eagles like partied at AT AT&T Stadium in what was then the biggest loss ever handed to the Cowboys at the like Palace Jerry Jones built. That was the, that was the night that he went was celebrated yeah. for going into the Hall of Fame, and <laughs> I like that that um that like deficit has since been outdone. Shout out to the Cowboys, uh, like the the margin by which they lost. But that was correct me if I'm wrong. That was that not one of the best like nights of that year for you as an Eagles fan, right? Like it, no, okay, well like I mean, it's in it's the up moment, there because yes, it was but... like the Cowboys, right? Like it has to be like in this cool little box, right? Is in the fair? moment, it was cool, but looking back, it's like it's not one of the bigger wins I would say of that season. I would say the Panthers game sticks out more. The Giants game, the Cody, uh, or the Jake Elliott field goal winner sticks out more. The Rams game sticks out more. Like third okay, games that stick out more. My point is, it was this it's like there. Ex- it was this exclamation point sort of win for your the second your, Washington your, game. I would put that it was this exclamation point sort of win for one of your biggest rivals on in a season that they won the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like it's not just that yeah. it was like to them. It was the year that they won the Super Bowl, and so like. Right. Yes, the context um, makes it even worse. Right, that's that's all I was getting at. But it wasn't um, like the Eagles blew out the Cowboys and then they lost in the first round like the Cowboys right, do right. every year. An embarrassing. I question. guess if we have to like word the question, I think the question is, 
is the reason you are not or let me rephrase are you waiting to put jimmy johnson in the ring of honor until you win a super bowl without him to prove that like you're because that's like what a lot of people believe uh that's like the heavy like assumption you know presumptive theory about this and I, I hated last year when Jerry got all this credit in the lead up to the Hall of Fame celebration. He was like, he's going in. And everybody was like, see, he's doing it. What has he done? <laughs> like, he hasn't done anything. Like, it's just, it, it was such like lame, fake cheers for nothing. Um, he's going to consult with some people. You know, he's, he's like, look, we're, we're just trying to make it happen. There's, there's We just have to talk to some people. It's dude, like, like, it's like, you're making that, the decision. You do it. This is a good thing to end on because, like, people bag on them for not signing this free agent or not making this trade or whatever. And they say, like, they don't want to win because other teams are willing to do these things. You know, like, those things involve some work and, like, some factors that are outside of their control. This is literally the like easiest possible thing to do and not only that it would achieve so much goodwill with with your fans that you yeah, right what is off. the downside there is none other than like personal uh like pissed offness for right. jerry if he really is that way um so yeah it sucks thanks for bringing it up all right um okay last one question uh, you would ask me if you'd use him oh um i'm not gonna actually have to answer it to be clear what is something blogging the boys does that you wish bleeding green nation did well, I mean, that's easy. I just, you know, got to get better at the video stuff. That's it. I would say, I would say, um, I think Bleeding Green Nations like follow through and like this extends like the whole Bleeding Green Nation universe is amazing. Like, it, like every fan at Bleeding Green Nation, it feels like they live and die with the site. That's an amazing job. Shout out to Bleeding Green Nation, the unicorn, as we like to call them. Yeah, I think that's part of just Philly too. Like just the, like that speaks to uh, Philadelphia culture. On the subject of that, Brandon, uh, this is now the proper way to end. Um, I meant to read uh, this review at the beginning of the show. Um, so shout out to everyone who listens, subscribes, leaves a rating, writes a review, and who does the cross review. Um, this comes to us from Billy Felon on the Blog and the Boys uh, podcast network. Five star rating left almost a week ago, first day of June. And it is titled Sports Pet Peeve. Remember we talked about pet peeves last week? Mm -hmm. So here's what Billy wrote. <clears throat> Thought I'd throw my sports pet peeve in the discussion. I can't stand when listing a score and the lower score is listed first. For example, 14 to 24 instead of 24 to 14. That drives me crazy because it makes no sense to list the smaller score first. I see it most often when listing away team first or if it's a team specific account, that team is listed first no matter what but it still doesn't make sense because you wouldn't say out loud, we lost 14 to 24. Anyway, I enjoyed the NFC's mixtape despite being a loyal yet long-suffering Giants fan. Really like where Sh uh, Shane excuse me, and Dable are taking the team. The Shane thing still, you know, difficult to kind of do off the yeah. cuff. Um, but um, what do we think of the pet peeve from Billy? I think that's fair. It's I... a really, like, soccer does it a lot. You know, like, but because they, like, they present things no, with the no. home team first. Oh yeah, nailed. No, I mean, whatever. But uh, soccer does that a lot. I agree. Like team accounts, don't do that. Mm. I really don't, let's not do that. Yeah. Team accounts tweeting, you know, after like a bad loss, final, and the, the score graphic. Uh, <laughs> I saw the uh, at Treblaw thing. Uh, guy on Twitter at Treblaw is is always like kind of uh, harping on that about how that's always really embarrassing. The uh, Tigers lost the Yankees last week, like thirteen to zero, eleven to zero, something like that, and they tweeted something like today's game is over it did not go well like i love that like <laughs> just just like lean into it like i'm cool with that like that's fine um do you have a sports pet peeve that you want to share before we leave 
The score thing reminded me of when uh, I think I was little, and like my dad taught me that I feel like usually in any kind of graphic with two different team names and there's one on the bottom, that one's always the home team, or that should always be the home except team. for home soccer teams. teams, right? Well, yeah, I don't know how what's going on in that universe, but uh, yeah, I, I feel like that should be adhered to, and I think it mostly is, but sometimes they'll like, come across something. And it's not I'm like, what's, what are we doing here? Like this, it's, the home team should always be at the bottom. I like that. Uh, I'm going to isolate mine to football specifically. And it's something that are at the NFL, I guess. Um, and it's something I have to deal with every year. I have to put out this fire every year. All right. And I know this upsets you, uh, but when the Cowboys play on Thanksgiving, every single Cowboys fan, it feels like complains. The NFL is making the Cowboys play three games in 11 days. First of all, it's not so 11 dumb. days. You have to count the 12th day. That is the day that they are playing. So it's three <laughs> games in 12 days. The first of all, the math is wrong. Second of all, every team has to do this. Every single team. Like every single team has to do that when they go from Sunday to Sunday to Thursday. Every single team. I understand your contention that the Cowboys never have to play a road Thursday game. That is actually changing this season. Did you? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. But there's a, like, I think that team are, there's like, there's something in there that kind of gets mitigated. It's like they're, it's the Cowboys are coming off a of buyer. It's like there's something there where like it's mitigated still and it's BS. I forget um, exactly hang what on. it was. I saw someone point that out at one point. It's, I, it's too deep for me to pull it up, but I will, I will I'm making find sure. That so the week before, um, no, it's it's straight up. It's normal. The week before Dallas has, um, There's oh, you're right. No, it. I'm sorry. The week before Dallas has Philly, but on Christmas Eve, which is a Saturday. Right. So see, like it, they get, they still is... get more than usual. Look, I mean, the Titans are in the same boat. That's the team that, that Dallas is playing that day, so they have the exact same advantage slash dis slash disadvantage. So. Um, not really because it's on the road and that's like the, whatever the, i hate the, i hate the like complaint that like dallas is the only team that has to play three games in 12 days that's the point that's dumb yeah that's um dumb. okay brandon um you did it all you said it all i did it all i said it all do you feel like you left anything back do you feel like you didn't give you everything you had to this episode i always give mm. i want to give rj you know um i used to say that i would give 100 percent, and then i and then i thought about it and i, I you know some of some of the things in my life get 100%, but but sometimes 50% is enough, and sometimes 63% is enough. And but ultimately, I've decided that I've got to give three of three percent of myself to everything. That's 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 how I live my life. RW three is is just give three percent, and and tomorrow give three percent more than you gave today. And then before you know it, you add up those threes and those threes and those threes, and you can't get to 100 because it, it, it's not divisible by three. But if you give three percent more today than you gave yesterday. That, that's the Russell Wilson way. Broncos country. That's right. Give 3% more tomorrow, Brandon, than you gave today. Maybe. <laughs> um, you going to ask me for some final words here? Uh, no. I'm going to ask you to say the three most random words that you can think of, and they have to be independent of one another, and then we say goodbye. I was going to do something different that oh, okay. tied into do, what I brought up thing, at the top of the show. Do, I think it might be thing, better. Do the thing you want. That, that, that's probably better. Here we stand. Worlds apart, hearts broken in two. 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 That was basically three words. <laughs>
first thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 